0: to be worshiping with you this morning we are bringing you greetings all the way from powhatan virginia we are the bridge church where our pastor is pastor jonathan Witcher and hey listen wherever you are we invite you to exalt the name of jesus with us we are lifting up his name and just telling him how much we love him and adore him on this morning join with us will you amen Say boy.
1: Good morning and welcome to the sanctuary here at Bright Temple. Our prayers are with you. Our prayers are with your family and with all of your friends. We pray that you are living victoriously right now. We pray that God is the source of your strength and we pray that you're living with great expectation and faith even on this Valentine's morning. Wanna say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. This is a day of love. Maybe you don't have a special someone, but you certainly have an opportunity to show love to your friends, to your family, to those who are around you. Just show them the love of Jesus on today. That's the best way to celebrate Valentine's Day. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments to share your word with your people, Lord, I ask that you open our hearts and our minds. Allow our spirits to be open to your word. Lord, even as we run our own passions, our own heart, our own desire, our own flesh, as it encounters the direction of your word, Lord, push us along your path. Allow your word to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Lord, cause us to move in the way of our destiny. And Lord, most of all, do not allow us to leave this encounter the same way that we came. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless you. We've been sharing this year in the year 2021. Our theme has been forward, simply forward. Our theme scripture has come from Philippians 3, 13 and 14, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. We're pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And that has been our focus this year. Relative to that focus, I wanna talk to you today. Last week, we talked to you about a forward mentality, a forward mindset. And today, on Valentine's Day, we wanna talk about forward forward relationships, specifically, We want to talk about forward partnerships, forward partnerships. Valentine's Day is a day about connections. And today we want to speak about connections as it relates to partnerships. There are many different partnerships. We want to explore a few of those on today. And we pray that what we share will be a blessing to you. We're going to the word of the Lord. If you can join us there. Follow us in the Word to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll be looking at verses 4, 14 through 18. Again, that is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll be looking at verses 14 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18 from the English Standard Version reads like this Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling amongst those and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters to me says the Lord Almighty. I wanna talk to you from the thought forward partnerships. Today's a special day and on Valentine's Day, I wanna send a very special word out to my wife, first lady of this house, Bright Temple, Lady Carissa Chrisman. Thank God for her. She is my Valentine. She is my special love. She is my special partner. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I love you, baby. Thank God for you. I appreciate what you mean to me personally, to my family, to my sons and my my daughter, and even to the work here at Bright Temple. I love you very much. We want to discuss forward partnerships. When we talk about forward partnerships, one of the first things that I want to say to you is that every single one of you has a partner. Every one of you. No matter what type of relationship you feel you're in or what relationships you might feel like you are lacking. I want to let you know, I want to inform you that everybody has a partner. Everybody is in a partnership relationship. How do I know that that's supported by the word? Jesus himself says no one can serve two masters. He said either you hate the one and love the other. He said or be devoted to one and despise the other. He said you must either serve God or you must serve money. He said there's a choice. There's only two choices. Service is going forth. A partnership has been forged. The question is And these two questions are really the questions are, who is your partner and what are you accomplishing? Who is your partner? First, we've established you're in a partnership. You have a partner. The question is, who is your partner and what are you as partners accomplishing? What are you accomplishing together? I'll get to that in a moment. We talk about partnerships and and there's some some three, I guess, P's I want to give about partnerships. The first one I want to talk about partnerships is that partnerships are powerful. Partnerships are powerful. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Philippians writer reminds us of Philippians 4.13 that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Our partnership with God is a very powerful partnership. Our text is in agreement with this. Because if you carefully read our text and the words and the language that you find here, it's almost legal language. It's almost contractually obligating language. You can see it's an agreement. I call it God's partnership agreement. It outlines our partnership. What does it say? It tells you what you should not do. It then tells you that if you do not do those certain things and the things that you can do, After he outlines your behavior, he then outlines his own behavior in response to what you've done. He says, if you don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers, he says, for what partnership? He uses the word there in English Standard Version. What partnership does righteousness have with lawlessness? What fellowship has light with darkness? Then he uses the word. What portion do believers share with an unbeliever? What agreement? I told you contractual language. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? He said, for if you do that, he said, I will make my dwelling amongst you. I will be your God and you shall be my people. He says, so therefore go from out their midst. In other words, he's he's telling you what behavior he needs from you to solidify, to forge this agreement. He says, I need you to go from their midst, verse 17, and be separate from them. And touch not the unclean thing. And then he says, then, then. He's saying there's obligation there. You do this, then. He said, then I will welcome you. I'll be a father to you. And you shall be sons and daughters to me. God is forging a partnership relationship with us by outlining our behavior, then telling us what we can expect from him. The short version is if you... Well, the short version of what God's trying to say is it explains your responsibilities and the benefits. Basically, don't be yoked to unbelievers and touch not the things that are unclean. And I will treat you like sons and daughters. That's God's partnership agreement that we find here in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. I want you to understand that partnerships are powerful, but that works in both ways. I often say that faith cometh by hearing, but then I say so also does doubt. The inverse is also true. Partnerships can be powerful in a positive way or partnerships can be devastating. If it's a negative partnership, anybody been out there, just lift one hand. You don't have to say their name. Give me that hand raised hand emoji out there. If you ever been in a negative partnership that had devastating effect, a devastating impact on your life, just give me a hand right quick. And you know, don't call names. All of us have been involved in partnerships that had negative results, and some of them were devastating to us. Some examples of some negative partnerships. Some of you have been with abusive spouse, and I'm not just talking about physically abusive. Some of them have been emotionally abusive. Some have been physically, but they have been abusive in many ways. There have been, you have been some of you have been with friends or haters posing as friends. David understood that. David said himself, he said, if it it had been my enemy, I would have understood. But he said it was with my friend with whom I I shared sweet communion because it was that, that person who became my adversary. He said it hurt me the most. It devastated me because we were in a partnership that I thought was positive. But then they unsheathed themselves. They unveiled who they truly were. And because they were not for me, their harm to me was greater. It was devastating to me. Because partnerships are powerful. Some of you may have been in relationships where you were on the job and you had a supervisor that just constantly degraded you, constantly insulted your intelligence, did not appreciate your value, did not appreciate your worth. Some of you are right there and I'm praying for you if you're there right now. Those relationships are harmful. Those relationships are hurtful. God does not desire for us to live that way. We want to go forward. We want to do greater things. We want to go to another level in God. We have to be careful what partnerships we form because negative partnerships can have a devastating impact on our emotional health, on our mental health. It can have a devastating impact on our desire even to run along the path of destiny that God has designed for us. If you're hooked up with the wrong person, they can derail you from what God desires for you to do. They can derail you from what God desires for you to be. Be careful who you partner with, because whether it be positive or whether it be negative, partnerships are powerful. That's why the scripture is warning us here. Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Sometimes I believe we're only scratching the surface. If as Christians, we've preached this as a person who's saved shouldn't date someone who's unsaved. I think we're just scratching the surface of what that truly means because partnerships involve so many other things in life. We don't want to be yoked with partners in the business sense that do not believe as we believe because it can become negative in the financial sense, in the employment sense, not only in the relationship sense, but in many other ways there are partnerships that we form and we have to be careful who we link up with, be careful who we hook up with. Because while doing so, we may be having a devastating impact on our destiny. We may be working against the purpose that God has designed for us. Be careful who you partner with. Choose your partners carefully. In choosing your partners, there are some things that you want to evaluate. You want to make sure that you don't throw a big piece of yourself at someone who doesn't really love you. And I need to say that again because I feel that there. Don't throw a big piece of yourself at someone who doesn't really love you. In fact, let me say it this way. Don't throw all of yourself at someone who only gives you a piece of them. Don't throw all of yourself at someone who only gives you a piece of themselves. Many ways it can be said, you know, some some people say don't don't make uh, somebody a priority when they only treat you like an option. That's another way of saying it. Don't give your all to somebody who's not willing to give their all in return. That is what I call an inequitable relationship an inequitable relationship. One partner is giving their all and the other partner is not as involved. They're not as invested. You often you've often heard about the the chicken and and the chicken and the pig saying, oh, why don't we provide breakfast for the farmer? And. The chicken is is all excited about the idea that he's come up with. He thought he thought he came up with a great idea. And the pig said, well, hold on now. He said, you know, your investment in this breakfast is you're you're providing the eggs. All you have to do is go lay some eggs. The pig said, I have to give my life. The, the, The investment that we're making in your idea is not equitable. There is inequity in this partnership. There is inequity in this relationship. And when you involve yourself in an equitable relationship, somebody is going to get hurt. Inequitable partnerships are spiritually draining and emotionally devastating. Again, be careful who you partner with. Second thing you, in terms of choosing your partner, as I said, don't throw all of yourself at someone who will only give you a piece. The second thing is don't throw big responsibilities at ill-equipped people. Don't throw big responsibilities at ill-equipped people. What I mean by that is you have to carefully discern who you're working with. Discern the people who are at your disposal. Discern the people who are on your team. It's important to have a partnership, it's important to have a good team of people around you who have different responsibilities, who do different things well. But if you throw a big responsibility at someone who's ill-equipped, the only thing that's going to happen is this. You're going to frustrate them and you're going to frustrate yourself because they're ill-equipped to what you're dealing with. Let me give you an example. You don't hand the keys to your car to your 10-year-old child and say, drive us Drive, drive us uh, across the state. That's a big responsibility you're giving to someone who's ill-equipped to perform. You don't tell your four-year-old daughter to watch your newborn son. That's a big responsibility you're throwing at someone who is ill-equipped to satisfy what is necessary in that situation. The only thing you're going to, setting yourself up for is disappointment. You're going to be disappointed, and they're going to be frustrated because they are unable to uh, handle the assignment that you've tasked them with. Sometimes you have to understand that you better and you have to choose competence over loyalty. Just because somebody's with you doesn't mean they can do it. Let me say that again, just because they're with you doesn't mean they can do it. Just because they're loyal to, me, to, to you doesn't mean that they're up to the task. Many of you have great friends, but you wouldn't trust them with your taxes. Because you do not want to be audited. You don't want to wind up in jail. It does not mean you don't love them. You love them. You're not even calling them dumb. They're not dumb. They're just not equipped to handle that big responsibility. Make sure that you're not throwing large responsibilities at people who are ill-equipped to deal with that responsibility. Again, at the end of the day, you're going to be disappointed and they're going to be frustrated. Be careful who you partner with. I told you, first of all, don't throw all of yourself at someone who will only give you a piece of them. I said also, as it relates to choosing your partners carefully, don't throw big responsibilities at ill-equipped people. The next thing I want to tell you relative to choosing the right partner is don't throw big ideas at small people. Don't throw big ideas at small people. What I mean is they're small-minded people who cannot conceive some of the ideas that God has given you. And don't be mad at them. Don't be mad. It's not even an insult to them. Because your ideas ought to be larger than you. Not only are they larger than the friends that you, the people that you could reach out to, they ought to be larger than you. Because we serve a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. We ought to have dreams. We ought to have passions. We ought to have ideas that exceed who we are. And therefore, if we try to toss that in the direction of a small minded person, it's just going to frustrate them. It's going to frustrate you. Some people cannot conceive. And just being honest, you ought to have a little difficulty yourself conceiving what God wants to get through, get through you, conceiving what God wants to do through you. Let me say that again. Other people will have difficulty conceiving and understanding and getting a mental grasp on what God is trying to do through you and you yourself. You ought to have a little problem yourself understanding and conceiving what God wants to do through you because it's so large, because it's so big. God will ask you for monumental tasks that you feel ill-equipped for. The only thing that the only way that you can move forward with what he said is that you have faith. Not that you can conceive it with your own mind, your mind might be too small for it too, but your faith is large enough to grasp it. My mind can't conceive it, but my faith accepts it. My mind can't conceive it. My mind can't wrap it around it, but my faith accepts the assignment. It accepts the destiny that God has given me. Reminded often of Moses, giving a monumental task, giving a monumental assignment, to go tell Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. That was Moses moment. And many of you are at your Moses moment. You're right there at the burning bush. And God has presented you with a monumental task for which you cannot understand. You cannot conceive. How am I going to be able to accomplish what God has asked me to do? If you're having trouble conceiving it, just think. If you're not surrounded with the right people, They'll have difficulty putting their wrapping their minds around what God has told you to do. The God who says enlarge the place of your tents, drive your stakes deep. In other words, I'm about to bring something big into your life that you cannot put your mind around. And I'm telling somebody that and I hope you grab it and hold it in your spirit. You might not be able to hold it with your mind. Your, the arms of your mind might not be long enough to, to, to wrap up that idea, to wrap up that concept. But the arms of your faith ought to be long and wide enough to accept what God is trying to do in your life. All you need is that mustard seed faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to yonder's mountain, be thou removed, and it shall be cast into the sea. And nothing shall be impossible to you. Don't throw big ideas at small-minded people. They won't be able to grasp it. And you yourself ought to have difficulty grasping what God wants you to do. I'll put it this way. Stop planting sequoia tree seeds in coffee cups. Stop planting sequoia tree seeds in coffee cups. The Sequoia tree, we know the, some of the largest trees in America, stories high, so wide, you, you can't put your arms around a Sequoia tree. It takes many people to, to wrap, to, put, to connect their arms together, to wrap around a Sequoia tree. As you consider that one person trying to put their arms around that huge truck that they have no possibility of, of, of putting their arms around, that ought to be you grabbing hold by faith to the big idea. That God has for you. I can't hold it by myself, but by faith. God's going to let me do it by faith. It's going to happen for me by faith. It's coming into my life right now. My mind has been blown, but my faith has been activated. My mind is blown, but my faith is activated and I'm receiving and accepting something that is much larger than me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Stop planting sequoia tree seeds in coffee cups. God has something powerful. God has something special for you. God has something large for you. You can put that seed in a coffee cup if you want to. But as much potential as lies in that, that lies in that seed, it will die inside that cup. It will never receive or achieve its potential. And I'm telling somebody right now, somebody right now, you're that seed. You're the sequoia seed. And you've been planted in a coffee cup. I want you to understand, that's why God's telling you to move. That's why God's pulling you to another level. The thing about it is, the seed inside the cup feels big. It feels large. It feels significant. It feels important. But for the seed to truly achieve its potential, it has to be buried deep in something that is much larger than itself. It seems like it's out of its depth, and somebody, you're right there, or you're about to be there, and I'm telling you, don't be afraid when you get there. You're going to go from the coffee cup, the little dirt that they can put inside the coffee cup, they're going to take the seed out, and God's about to plant you in a big, wide field deep into the earth, and you're going to feel like you're out of your depth. You're going to feel like that you've lost your connection. You're going to feel like you're by yourself. You're going to feel like you're too small. You're going to feel like you're ill-equipped, but I'm telling you, God has taken the sequoia seed that you are. Out of the coffee cup. He's planted it deep in the ground in an open field that makes you feel isolated, that makes you feel by yourself. You're so deep, you feel like you're out of your depth and there's too much on you. There's too much dirt on me. There's too much earth on me. Too much has been shoveled on me. But God didn't bury you to die. He's planted you in a place where you can grow, where you can succeed, where you can reach your potential. So to that person I'm speaking to, when you get buried deep in the field by yourself and you feel like there's too much on you, don't worry. God's just putting you in the place so that you can grow into what he desires you to be.
0: I hope and pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by give a Giveify, download the app, on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.